0: The most important season in Cincinnati Bearcats football history is just over a week away. It's a season still with high expectations, and I'll give you my record prediction game by game on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. It's Friday, August twenty sixth of twenty twenty two, and today we are presented by Bet Online, and has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Alex Frank with you, your host each and every day. Locked On Bearcats, your team every day. Free and available everywhere you get your podcast and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, up to 438 subscribers and counting. Follow us, too, to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. So, today it's the final of my Season Preview 5 Ways. What a great week it's been. If you've missed any of our Season Preview episodes, you can go back and listen to them on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, Monday was the offense, Tuesday was the defense, Wednesday, we had Russ Heltman, my colleague from All Bearcats. Yesterday, we had Mo Egger from Cincinnati's ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. And of course, the Bearcats radio broadcast crew. Today, it's my season preview. Straight up, yours truly. Um, why this is the most important season in Bearcats football history. The high expectations that still remain. And my highly anticipated our overall record prediction game by game, where I think Cincinnati ends up at the end of the season. So without further ado, here we go. Why this is the most important season in Bearcats football history. It's plain and simple. It's sandwiched around a season after a college football playoff appearance and the season before moving to the Big 12. When I think of this season... I think of this season as a season of validation. A season of putting a stamp on the program. When you're sandwiched around going somewhere where this program has never been. Going to heights this program has never reached, but now has. And is before going to a territory that this program has never been in. And that is a Power 5 conference. Even though this, this program... In this university, has always felt like a major player role in college athletics. It's never competed on a power five level, and it's going there next year. But this is still a season where, amidst a lot, amid a lot of change, but still playing in a very winnable, and quite frankly, the Bearcats should win. More on that in segment two, the American Athletic Conference. This is this season is about validation. Why what you did last year was not a fluke. And why where you're going next year is. I, I'm trying to think of another word for validated. But why where you're going next year is warranted, is legitimate, and you deserve to be going where you're going. That's the word I'm looking for. Why where you're going next year is deserved. You've, because this team deserves it to go to a Power 5 conference. And as far as putting a stamp on the program, you know, at the end of the day, Luke Fickle is the face of the program. Plain and simple. Because he's the head coach, and most often in college athletics, college football, the face of the program is the head coach. Now, when you have an icon like Desmond Ritter or Sauce Gardner, they can become the face of the program. But that, to me, is the face of the program on the field. But without all the talent that's been here for the last four years, Luke Fickle now has an opportunity with a team with talent of lesser extent to say, this is how we run our program, and it's still going to get us to where we want to go. You heard Mo yesterday describe this team as like 2018 but better And I agree with him because I think there is a winning culture in place. I believe there is more talent. I believe there is more depth on this team than that team in 2018. And that year, Cincinnati, you saw Luke Fickle and everything he had preached from day one in season one, year one of his tenure here at Cincinnati. Everything he had preached came into fruition that year. And that established the Bearcats program. Now, you are putting your stamp on it. You're in year six, your final season in the American Athletic Conference, and you are defending a lot. When we talk about this being a season of validation and putting a stamp on the program, you are defending the following. A college football playoff berth. One of only four teams defending a college football playoff berth. You're defending two straight conference championships. You're defending 16 straight conference wins. You are defending 26 straight home wins. That's a lot. For a team that lost nine starters to the NFL draft last year, for a team that lost its starting corner, both starting corners, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, defensive tackle, safety, linebacker, That's a lot. That's a lot of players lost. Defensive end, can't forget about Maya J. Sanders. That's a lot of talent to replace. Two linebackers. Another wide receiver. So, there is a lot of change happening around this program. You're replacing two All-American corners. Not just your starting quarterback, but the reigning two-time AAC Offensive Player of the Year. You're replacing a starting running back last year who I thought was a Heisman Trophy candidate midway through the season, and you're replacing a wide receiver who went on to be a second-round pick and has been drawing rave reviews at Indianapolis Colts training camp and preseason. But there's also continuity. You've got all five offensive linemen returning. You've got your two starting tight ends who are going to be a fantastic tandem this year. Your fourth leading tackler in Deshaun Pace, who is poised for a huge year defensively that could land him some postseason awards, both from the conference and maybe nationally. By the way, he also led the team in interceptions last year with four. And you have Luke Fickle. And I think that gets overlooked now. Because we're accustomed to, well, he he didn't take this job or he's not going to take this job, so, you know, what are we worried about? Listen, at some point in time, he might leave. I'm not saying it's going to be after this year. I'm not saying it's going to be in three years, five years, whatever. He might leave, though. You never know. Now, then again, he's proven us wrong time and time again. So maybe he won't. And I also look at what's coming in. Nick Mardner, Ivan Pace, Gino Gadulli, new offensive coordinator, new position coaches, including Kerry Combs returning to coach the corners, Walter Stewart coaching the defensive line, Like, Mike Cummings coming in to coach the offensive line. So you have two new coaches in the trenches. One on the outside, but, you know, let's be honest, they were defining um, players and program-defining players. So you add all of this up, why this is the most important season in Bearcats football history, the change, the continuity, and what you're defending. And you've got a very exciting season ahead of you. Yeah, there are some unknowns. I don't know who's going to start a quarterback and how they're going to play. I don't know how the running back room is going to unfold. I don't know what life after Sauce Gardner is going to look like. And yet, I feel like th- that there's so much going for this program. It's like I don't know how this season's going to play out. But I still think the outcome is going to be really favorable for me, for you, for everyone associated with the Bearcats football program. It's going to be a really good outcome. Speaking of which, coming up, we'll talk expectations for this team. But first, we got to hear from BetOnline. BetOnline BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Betting needs, excuse me. Find all your favorite sports and events in the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. The Ultimate College Football Preview is here, and what it is, it's a seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything, excuse me. You need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Search for the Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Back here on Lockdown Bearcats, Alex Frank with you, your host, each and every day, your team every day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So, expectations. They're still very high for this team. Just because they lost Desmond Ritter, Sauce Gardner, Jerome Ford, Alec Pierce, etc. it doesn't mean, well, you know, it's okay if they finish eight and four. Maybe they, if they go nine and three. That's a win. No, 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 no. Eight and four, nine and three should be givens. Like, That should not even be, excuse me, a question. Conference championship is the standard. The standard for this program has been set to win a conference championship. They've won them in the last two years. They very well could have won a conference championship in 2019. They were very close in 2018. And Luke Fickle has said their goal is to play for a championship. Once that happens, you go from there. And look what's happened the last two years. It's why I said last year, win a conference championship. Luke Fickle said this on Pardon My Take earlier this month. Their goal is to win a conference championship. That's it. Nothing beyond that. Because they don't, because what happens beyond that is out of their control. Sucks that it is that way, but that's college football. So, You're coming off the college football playoff appearance. You're going to the Big 12. In that regard, anything less than a conference championship is a failure in my eyes. You are now a Power 5 program. And a program who just went to the college football playoff. Still playing in a group of five conference. I still expect this team to look like the previous four teams. Tough and nasty. They can score offensively. There might be some growing pains with the new quarterback and running back, but they'll crush teams they're supposed to beat. And until someone beats them, until someone takes them down in the American, they're the gold standard in this conference. And there are legitimate threats in the conference this year. Excuse me. There are legitimate threats. Houston's gotten better. Although they did lose Ulta McCaskill, the fourth to an injury in the spring. They, all, they have the best quarterback-wide receiver combination in the league. I will not deny that. They also have a very good defense. Excuse me, a very good head coach. They have a culture. But they don't have Cincinnati's winning pedigree. Central Florida... You know they're going to bring speed. You know they're going to run the football. But they haven't won since 2018. SMU, they've been a competitive program for the last few years. Do you really think that SMU can give Cincinnati a legitimate run for their money? And I know the game's in Dallas this year, and that game's not going to be easy. But no. And then I think about um, Memphis. Do you really think Memphis with a sophomore quarterback who did play well last year as a freshman, I will give Seth Hennigan that, but they're not going to challenge Cincinnati. They've got teams below Cincinnati they have trouble with. So why are we even talking about them being Cincinnati? Until someone takes down the Bearcats, which could happen, they're not as beatable. As, they're not as unbeatable as they were last year. They could become that way, until somebody takes them down. They are the gold standard in this conference, and I'm not tampering my expectations just because they lost nine starters to the NFL draft. Not doing it. Speaking of which, the belief that the Cincinnati Bearcats are the gold standard in this conference is reflected in my season predictions final record. Game by game, that's next after a word from two of our sponsors. So it all begins next Saturday, September 3rd in Fayetteville, Arkansas, 3.30 p.m. on ESPN. Dave Fleming, Rod Gilmore, Tiffany Blackman on the call from Fayetteville, the Bearcats, and the Razorbacks. 23rd ranked Cincinnati, 19th ranked Arkansas. This is going to be a fun, a fun afternoon. Hopefully, so I like to do this every year: Bearcats and Bengals. I'm going to go through every single game, uh, some thoughts on them, tell you what I think is going to happen. I'm not going to do final scores, or should I? Maybe I should. Yeah, I can. I can do that. No, I don't know. Uh, well, we'll see. Okay, final score. For, uh, I guess. I guess I will. Predictions for each game. And they will add up to my Bearcats final record. So here we go. The season opener in Arkansas. Look, you know what you're walking into. Tough environment. It's a lot to ask for a new look team. Plus, Arkansas is going to run the football. They have a dual threat quarterback in KJ Jefferson. They have a good defense with Bumper Pool leading the way at linebacker. I think it's going to be a tough game for Cincinnati. I see Arkansas pulling this game out 38-21. to I just don't think Cincinnati is going to – I think it will be competitive early – Arkansas pulls away late. Bearcats start 0 1 for the first time since 2010. Kennesaw State, nothing really here. Bearcats win this game 56 to I guess, seven. Miami, Ohio. Look, there's a lot of change this season. One thing that won't change this rivalry the Bearcats have not lost in this rivalry since 2005. That continues on Saturday, September 17th. Bearcats handle Miami, thirty-five to fourteen. Indiana, if you're worried about them, they, the Bearcats beat a really good Indiana team on the road last year. I expect more of the same this year. Bearcats win that game, forty-two to twenty-one. So we're at three and one. Tulsa on the road, week five, sneaky trap game. You're traveling all the way out to Oklahoma. You never know. That could not be a great environment to play in. I'm still expecting to win, I'll say 30 to 20 Cincinnati gets it done there. USF at home, they won't have trouble in this game, hopefully. Bearcats win convincingly 49 to 14. So 5-1, 2-0 oh in conference play through the first half of the season. Then we go to the two-game gauntlet road trip in October, late October. SMU. Just got to slow them down, but the Bearcats still have the upper hand in the series. By the way, SMU. Was 16th in 2020 in the COVID year. Cincinnati went in there and smacked them by 29. Last year, SMU was 7-3 coming into Nippert Stadium. Toughest game on the conference schedule. Some thought SMU could upset Cincinnati. That did not happen. 48-14, Bearcats won. Meaning Cincinnati's outscored SMU 90-27 in the last two games. That will continue in this series, I think, in this series this year. I think this game is much closer, but Cincinnati wins 38-31. to 31. UCF, good Lord. Right now I have UCF entering this game undefeated. I have the Bearcats at 6-1 and one undefeated in conference play. Could be a great prime time slot for this game. UCF's going to want to beat the Bearcats by 40. Why? Because the Bearcats went to last year. They went to where UCF feels like they should have been in a few years ago, and that's the college football playoff. 2017 national champions, Cincinnati actually did get to the playoff. And they'll be UCF in this game, 38-35. Last second field goal by Ryan Coe. Prove me wrong. Navy, you got to feel the triple option always. Bearcats are going to win this game at home convincingly. I'll say 42-14. ECU, next week, Friday night. Nothing like nipping night. I have the day off from work that day, I hope. Cincinnati wins that game. Or not off, I should say. Bearcats will win that game 35 to 20. Temple. I never like going on the road there. That is a miserable team to play on the road. Miserable environment. And I mean, for an Eagles game, that envi- the Lincoln financial field will be rocking. It won't be for this game. Trust me. Bearcats will win 27 to 17. Tulane at home on senior day, plays. That could be moved to Black Friday on ABC. Uh, great for Tulane that they're on ABC. Eh, they'll get embarrassed, though. Bearcats win that game. I'll go high on this one, 56-21. So, there you have it. Bearcats 11-1 and, yeah, Bearcats 11-1 and 8-0 in conference play. Now, my order to finish a conference play, I mentioned Cincinnati, 11-1, 8-0 in conference play. They win the regular season championship, if there is one, plus the um, right to host the AAC championship game in Nipper Stadium. Houston right behind them at 10-2, and 7-1 and in the AAC because they will beat UCF, or I'm sorry, they will have a better conference record than UCF, who will finish 10-2 and as well. SMU in fourth and nine and three, six and two in the AAC. Memphis also nine and three, six and two in the AAC. ECU in sixth, four and four in the AAC. By the way, SMU over Memphis gets the tiebreaker there for the Mustangs. Tulane, five and seven, two and six in the American. Tulsa, four and eight, two and six. Navy, three and nine, two and six. USF, two and one and seven. And then Temple at two and 10 and 0 and eight bringing up the rear. AAC championship game for the second straight year, Houston against Cincinnati. At Nippert Stadium, probably probably will be a late afternoon game. I think Cincinnati will win that game. It'll be much closer than last year, though. I'll say Cincinnati, though, ekes out the win 31-24 to get them to 12-1. And 12-1, excuse me, or 9-0 in conference play. Give them 25 straight conference wins. Give them three straight conference championships. Give them 33 straight home wins. Cincinnati wins the American championship again, 12-1, 9-0 in conference play. I don't think that gets them into the college football playoff, but I think it will get them into the New Year's Six Bowl, which this year for the group of five will be the Cotton Bowl. So, return trip to Dallas, sign me up. All right. How about that? That was fun. That was really fun today. That's this that's my season preview record prediction. I'm gonna do the same thing with the Bengals. So you know how I said every Friday at three I'll post the bonus content for the Bengals. Well, that'll come next Sun or next Friday at three as well. Which I might record that from my Charleston house. It'll be fun. Um, anyway, so next week. We get to have a lot of fun it's game week it is game week now the last time it was game week i was recording from foreign countries if you remember that i wasn't recording on youtube then i had to get off wi-fi on my phone so i could get on wi-fi on my computer that's a true story from royal caribbean oasis of the seas wouldn't trade a single hardship though for the great time that that was the hardship that i endured wi-fi Seasickness, I endured that badly. Twice. One time I, I one time I had to send back a whole steak and carrot cake because I could, I just could not eat that and then I still wish I would have had the carrot cake, but I had steak four other times. So I'm grateful. I'm blessed and I'm here. So there's that for you. Um this game week will be much smoother in terms of the content you get from me. Uh, Monday, we've got the film, my film takeaways from Arkansas from last year. What is being reported out of Fayetteville. Tuesday, we've got the Turning Point Tuesday, first edition. The Turning Point to the offseason, how we got to this point with Cincinnati. That'll be four days away from kickoff. Wednesday, hoping to have Justin Williams from The Athletic. Thursday is crossover Thursday with John Neighbors. excuse me, from Locked On Arkansas. Friday is my game preview, excuse me again, game preview, thoughts, keys to the game, where this matchup will be decided, and of course, my score prediction, which I've already given if you were listening, but I'll give it again next week to refresh you. Maybe it'll change, I don't know. Saturday, game's at 3.30, so the recap will be up by 10, I will enjoy a nice meal at Cabanas near my Charleston house with the band playing in between the game and when I record, hopefully it'll be a... A good there, which a lot of good food options there. Um, so that'll be fun. Recap up by 10. And then, of course, film review and takeaways up Sunday by 8 a.m. By the time you get up for your Labor Day Sunday after a long Saturday of binge-watching college football. Do you root for Notre Dame or Ohio State that night? Who do you root for if you're a Bearcats fan? Like, you don't like Notre Dame, but Brian Kelly's not there anymore. I I actually think it's an easy easy choice. You root for Notre Dame. Why? Because you want to see Marcus Freeman win. And you do not like Ohio State as a Cincinnati Bearcats fan. Now, my cousin goes to Ohio State, so I respect Ohio State. I actually like their basketball team. I like watching them. But when it comes to football, I know I'm not supposed to root for them. So I don't. And I, I'm gonna admit I'm gonna admit something on this podcast right now. I'm not a fan of them anymore. But growing up, I was a Notre Dame fan. Why? So my dad, who claims who claims himself to be the biggest Jewish Notre Dame fan there is, and I don't doubt that. His friend Kevin Chanley, who did at least, I don't know if he still does now. Works in the SMU um, communications department. Kevin Chandler might have something to say about that. Being the biggest Jewish Notre Dame fan in the country. So, he grew up, he became a Notre Dame fan in the 80s when he went to medical school in Chicago. So, I I took that on, I took that and absorbed that in 2006 and grew up a fan my entire life. But then when I got to Cincinnati, I quickly distanced myself from the Irish. Why? Because people don't like Brian Kelly and Clifton. Even though they should be over it by now. Some may never get over it. My mom's one of those people. And that's fine. However, for me, I'm over it. I respect Brian Kelly. This program isn't where it is right now without Brian Kelly. And now that Marcus Freeman's the head coach... Root for him to take to take Notre Dame into Ohio Stadium and beat Ohio State. Now it's not gonna happen. Ohio State's gonna run through everybody this year. But just saying, I think you can root for Notre Dame now. But it's your choice. Anyway, of course, also next Friday, the three by three is my Bengals season preview. Basically everything I did tonight, plus Game by game, score predictions, final record. I might by then too. In fact, I probably will. I don't know. Maybe I will. Anyway. That is gonna do it for me today here on Lockdown Bearcats. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an ATI. You can follow me on Instagram, Alex on underscore, or email me at alex3frank at gmail.com. Don't forget to make your second listen, Locked On Big 12, with everyday host Josh Neighbors and the local experts of Locked On as they take you across the conference in 30 minutes. Locked On Big 12, make that your second listen. Best of luck to every University of Cincinnati athletic team in competition this weekend, women's volleyball hosting a tournament. Um, I believe in. I believe it's in Cincinnati. Starting today, um, yeah, in a volleyball tournament against Boston Illinois State later to, later this morning at eleven, and then Dayton at six thirty later tonight. You've got a lot of events. Jeez, got a lot of events on Saturday. Women's volleyball playing Florida State. Um, women's soccer versus Murray State. That's at one o'clock. So a lot of events going on around campus today and this weekend. I'm Alex Frank for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. Don't forget on Monday film review takeaways for Arkansas. What you need to know and what you can expect to see when the two teams do battle on Sun or Saturday rather in Fayetteville. For the Lockdown Bearcats podcast, my name is Alex Frank. Have a great, great weekend. Please stay safe. Stay healthy. We need you for football season. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lockdown Bearcats, up to 438 subscribers and counting. Follow us, too, to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. I'm Alex Frank for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. Have a great weekend, and I will talk to you all on Monday.